Let's doing episode 76. Ian Clark. Ari talks with Ian Clark, founder of Activation Products, about marine phytoplankton, cold-pressed seed oils, and super nutrients you've never heard of. So welcome back, everybody. This is a, a cool interview today with Ian Clark. I, I met him at that event I've, I've talked about before that I was at in Toronto, but I'd heard about his product before from my, my friend Ben Greenfield's site. And they produce, among other things, they produce this product, Marine Phytoplankton, which is just this super nutrient. It's basically the, the food source for something like 95% of the planet's like life sources basically so uh that was really cool and this is also the guy who i might have mentioned stopped me when i was at this conference walking out the door and basically like force fed me eight tablespoons of various oils and uh it was actually quite amazing and i felt pretty good after supposedly it was uh all these really helpful things so we are going to have a really great interview with him so before that though why don't we start with this week's review and questions awesome okay so we got a uh, got a nice got a load of iTunes reviews, and um, <clears throat> this one is uh, called "Always Something to Learn Here" by Daryl. This is a really useful and enjoyable podcast. In the first half of each episode, Ari, along with his sidekick Felix, share ideas for streamlining streamlining processes that can eat up a lot of time and generally just make daily life run better. In the second half, Ari does an interview with an author, entrepreneur, or other guest. Ari has an amazing knowledge of software apps and all manner of internet services that most people would probably have never heard of, but that are worth knowing about. And he always has creative ways of putting these resources to use. Awesome. Thank you very much, Daryl. Yeah, and thank you, Sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, well, yes, Daryl, thank you very much for that. And... If you hear your review and you get in contact with us with your address, we will send you the very last Less Doing t-shirt from Zazzle. I sent one out today to, or yesterday to Sikolan, I think, was the person who left the review last time, and we have one left. So I hope we hear from you. Cool. And then uh, we have a question this week, too. Yep. And the question is from Alicia. Hi, Ari. Possible question for your podcast. I recently did a digital audit of my subscription services, such as cell phone, XM, radio, landlines, Wi-Fi, TV services, and was shocked to find out I was spending over $360 a month. Can you recommend a service that can look into the best prices bundles for these electronic services? Is there something like Fetch for digital subscription? Thank you. So that's a great question, and it's it's uh, you sort of answered it yourself actually for one of the options because one of the things you said was, "Is there a fetch for digital subscriptions?" And the truth is, is that this actually is something that you could put on fetch to try to find a better uh, source for you. So you know, fetch is basically a team of people who are really good at finding things that are the best price. And it was funny because a few weeks ago, I got a bill in the mail and I, I emailed the founder of Fetch, Tom Hatfield, who's been on the podcast. And I said, you know, do you think that if I sent them the bill, they could pay it because you can pay it with a credit card. And he wrote back and he said, I don't know. Why don't you try? Which I thought was really funny. So I would say the same. And, and of course, they did pay it and it was no problem. So I would say the same thing here. I would just tell the 
in the fetch request, I would say I'm looking for the best bundle of you know phone, cable, and internet, and this is where I live, and blah blah blah. And then instead of pushing the buy now button, just push the find best price button, and they will go to work for you. So that'd be one way to try it out, and that's for free, obviously. If you have a virtual assistant, this would also be a really good thing for them to check out because they can just do the research for you and they'll know a little bit more about what's going on with uh, your situation, what you want, what you don't want. But the best service for this is one that I've also mentioned before on the podcast and in the blog, but I've also interviewed the founder and it's called Bill Cutters with a Z. And of course, we're going to have links to all this stuff in the show notes. But Bill Cutters is a service that... Sounds like someone's name. Bill Cutters. Bill Cutter, yeah, it does actually. <laughs> Mr. Cutters. Uh, so Bill yeah. Cutters will... Now I'm going to put a space between it every time I say it. Thank you very much. So uh, Mr. Cutters will take it on his behalf to call any company that you get a monthly bill from, and they will negotiate a better rate for you or a better price. And I really don't know how they do it. It's one of these just things where they kind of work their magic. And they take 50% of the savings that you get. So if they don't save you any money, they don't get any money, which is obviously a pretty good incentive. And oddly enough, just today, I got an email from Bill Cutters that uh, they were basically doing like a a check-in with me after six months, and they called my cable company, which is Optimum, and I got $20 a month off my bill. So I didn't have to do anything about it. They go at it for you. If they fail at it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to pay anything for it. They can do their best. But this will work for really any kind of monthly bill, not just the the uh, the bundling services, the the cable and internet stuff. But you can take this even to insurance and car payments if you want. They basically will give it a try for anything. I think the only thing that they can't do it for is uh, water bills or something like that. So yeah. that would be my recommendation is those three. And in that order, I guess, would be fetch, a, a virtual assistant and then bill cutters. So thanks a lot for that question. And I hope that you save some money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think she might've also been asking if there's any sort of bundle in terms of, um, you know, like Amazon, Spotify, I, you know, Netflix and things like that. And I don't think there is anything like that <laughs> these days at all. So, um, and there was a recent article in the New York Times that I read. Um, but yeah, for sure, um, bill cutters seems like the only um, the only way to shrink your bills in that department at the moment. Yeah, and you know, when you and I were discussing this question before, there used to be this really great website called Bill Shrink, and they would proactively actually find you the best deals on these ca- on cable, internet, and phone, and they would actually keep a profile on you so that when a price changed, they would give you an alert, and they would actually show you how much you would save. But uh, for some reason, I think they either got bought or they just shut down. But they do not exist anymore. So um, that was a really good one. But yeah, I think Bill Cutters is doing a really good job. And it's real people that actually end up calling and, and, and really working on this on your behalf. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, a few links that I want to tell you about before we, before we get into the interview. The first one is this website, or it's a, it's a new app called, I guess it's called ManyThing um, or Many Things. Or, but basically, it's an app that you can install on any iOS device, so on your iPhone or your, uh, your iPad or iPad Mini or whatever. And it will turn it into a DVR camera. So what that means is basically you can use it like a, a remote webcam or a security camera even. So if, you're, if anyone's familiar with Dropcam, I have six Dropcams in my house and mostly for checking on our dogs when we're not there basically. But uh, you can 
use these. Re- they're really great. They're self-contained. They have their own web servers in them, so you don't have to connect them to a coax cable or you basically just have to plug them in and connect them to Wi-Fi. Wow. Yeah. And then they use the cloud as their DVR. So with Dropcam, you can do a plan that's like seven days of recording or even 30 days of recording. You can go back to any point. What this does is it does the same thing, but with an iOS device. So there's a number of situations that I can think of where this would be useful. The the most The most... Like the one that comes to mind first is it for any parents. If you're somewhere where you're visiting friends or you're just somewhere that you're not in your home and you want to, and the kids asleep in the car or something. Like this happened the other day where I actually thought that this would have been really useful as we went over to uh, Felix's house actually and one of the twins fell asleep in the car. So it would have been perfect. And, and Felix lives in a very safe place. So that's why this would have been okay. Um, I would, it would feel totally comfortable basically installing, putting my phone in the car facing the baby and then my wife's phone would be with us in the house so we would know when they woke up or not but also if you have an old ios device laying around which a lot of people do as well i, I think you could probably even get this to work on an ipad touch or yeah a, right an yeah. ipod touch or an yeah old ipad or something like that yeah. exactly and or even not an old one just one that you're not using all the time you know like in yeah. our house we have three ipads so you know you're not using them all um, yeah. so you could just set this up and then it not only is it is it DVR to the cloud, but you can actually get alerts if there's motion and there's an IFTTT channel now. So you could say like, if, if there's motion detected, send me a text message or something. Or, uh, uh, when I come home, then oh, and it, it seems to have, it says it has motion activated alerts as well. So it seems to have that built in. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's just, it's a really yeah. cool thing. And, and you know, some people might think it's like weird to have security cameras in your house or something, but, the truth is actually it's very useful in some situations whether you have uh, p- people come in your house to clean or people come in your house to work on things or just kids running around and dogs or you know you just want to be able to check on things so I think yeah. it's a really cool All that time when uh, when both of our kids had suddenly uh, started crying <laughs> and there was some incident that happened Ari went straight online and was able to wind back and see that uh, that my son had clocked his around the head. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that, that was, was really priceless. funny. <laughs> Julian was too young for us to do anything about it, but I remember us joking about how we were going to be like, "We caught yeah. you on camera." <laughs> that was great. So yeah, you can you never know what you're going to use it for until you use it. So it's 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 pretty cool. I think it's a, a really nice concept. Um, I, I should have mentioned this first. Actually, one of the many products that Activation Products has, which is the that's Ian Clark's company, is a coriander seed oil, and it's a, apparently a very difficult oil to make, uh, something having to do with the way that coriander is pressed and, and whatnot. But coriander seed oil has been shown actually to be quite effective in treating Crohn's disease, believe it or not, and candida, which is a very, very common uh, problem that people have, especially in this country. And they're basically fed with sugar. So, And they're very hard to kill. So if you can kill candida with something like coriander seed oil, that's a very good thing. So that, that's one of the links that we have in there for the week. Cool. Uh, so I had my interview with tim pitchell was that the last ep- that was our last episode no that was like two episodes ago right no i think that was the last one okay well yeah. so w- one of the things that i heard his podcast recently and he was talking about bedtime procrastination i thought this was really funny this is not something that affects me personally sorry, honestly. it was the one before last yeah it was okay so yeah. bedtime procrastination is basically where you're not you're putting off you're procrastinating about going to bed oh i do this the whole time Terrible. Okay, right. So a lot Terrible of people do this. So problem. well, yeah. uh, well, I don't actually about that actually because so this doesn't happen to me at all. Like if I, I cannot wait 
basically at the end of the day to get in bed and I am out. If you, you can look at my bed at like, I'm pretty much out in like five to seven minutes every time. <laughs> so what the, the bedtime procrastination thing is a really interesting one. So why do you think like, how, do, how does that manifest itself for you? Oh, it's just that there are so many things I always want to get done, emails to send, articles to read, and there's not enough time in the day. Right. Okay. And that's, and that's basically the common one. And, you know, you know, but a lot of people end up not doing productive work because they're so tired or because it's just not the right timing for them to do it. And essentially what they're talking about and what procrastination really is, is there's like a separation between the, fir- the, the present self and the future self. And basically you're, yeah. you're what? No, I, 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 I this was great. I, I listened to it on the, uh, on the interview. Right. Well, so basically yeah. in your mind, unconsciously or subconsciously rather you're separating and actually you're literally thinking like to yourself that the future self is a different person and they're going to deal with the problem and you're not going to have to deal with the problem and it's it's really an issue so it's like you're bargaining with your time and your sleep and it's like well i'm going to get this done now and then like the tired guy tomorrow that's that's not me i don't have to worry about that so it's just it's just something interesting and there's it's one of the easier procrastinations I think there is to maybe get around. And one of the methods that they always recommend is to have like a bedtime routine, which I don't. I just basically, I don't know, I'm, I'm very, it's very easy for me to fall asleep. But that's, uh, that's an interesting point there. And uh, Yeah, that really opened my eyes to it even just, just hearing that that brief part of the interview yeah 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 exactly so watch out for bedtime procrastination if you are a bedtime procrastinator uh there is a uh, this is a really random one but there was a, a article and video about how a, to deload a plane more efficiently and I, I thought about this one for a long time i wasn't sure i was going to actually share this with everybody but i, I did find it really fascinating because you know it's so annoying i mean air travel commercial air travel is annoying enough as it is but getting off the plane is usually a real pain, especially if you're with multiple people and it's people just stand in the aisle. They take forever to get a bag out. They, they, you know, somebody put their bag six seats behind them. Like it's always just this, this mess. So Boeing did this, this study or whatever, this calculation and basically deboarding rates have slowed by about 26% over the last few decades, which I don't know why that is. Uh, it's kind of a weird thing, but they've basically, it, it could have to do with the fact that they have a lot more people on planes now. But anyway, what this was basically saying was that they should very simply uh, deboard like the aisle, the one, an entire aisle, then the other entire aisle, then the entire middle row or sets of seats, and then the other side of the middle yeah. sets, and then so the window and the window. Essentially, if the whole plane is is divided up between rows and seats are columns, they go column by column, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just looking at it now, and I think that something's very interesting here. It's that the people in first class seem to get off last. Yeah, they put everyone. them off last. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Maybe that's a little joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, speaking, by the way, speaking of first class, this is totally random. But um, I, So, I'm going to be speaking at the Genius Network event in uh, August, on oh, August wow. 14th and 15th. And I know it's a, it's a, it, I know it's a weird name, but... Um, <laughs> This is Joe Polish's uh, networking event, and Joe Polish has the 25K group, which is the, the mastermind group that's $25,000 a year to be a member of, and it's, it's pretty amazing, the people that are in it, um, oh. and so I'm going to be speaking at this thing, and Tim Ferriss is going to be there, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to be there, Paula Abdul, I don't know why, um, <laughs> uh, Dan Sullivan, who's... Sing. 
Damon John, Ariana Huffington, Richard Branson is going to be there. Wow. Um, so it, it's going to be like a really amazing event, and I'm 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 pretty honored that I'm I'm going to get to speak there. Basically, Joe read my book, really liked it, and got in touch with me. And I'm going to actually this week I'm going to be helping Joe with his email specifically. I'm going to watch him go through his email, uh, but. The reason I bring that up, other than the fact that I'm going to go to this event and, and people should check it out, it's called the Genius Network event. But I was looking at my flights, and Felix, you probably haven't seen this either. JetBlue now has lie flat seats in first class, and that is that is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's really yeah. I, it's crazy, um, and it's I mean it's five hundred dollars extra, which is not cheap, but it's also not like. You know, fourteen thousand dollars for Emirates, basically, and it's a shorter flight. But you get a lie flat seat, you get like a personal cabin. I think it's a pretty amazing move for JetBlue, honestly. Yeah, right. So, um, anyway, I don't know why I have all this plane stuff, but there, uh, there was also an article, and it's a very timely article because of what just happened, unfortunately, <laughs> in the Ukraine. Because you're planning a trip. <laughs> that's why. Well, that, but well, yeah, that's true. But also. <laughs> You know, the very unfortunate events that have happened in Ukraine with the, with the Malaysian airline flights. But there was an article on Nate Silver's blog, which is the, the, the uh, 538 blog that's all about statistics. And basically the, the title of the article was, Should Travelers Avoid Flying Airlines That Have Had Crashes in the Past? And the short answer is no, basically, is that uh, the, the, having a crash recently really doesn't mean anything. And the only time you really should avoid flying an airline is if they're on um, a blacklist, which you can, the, the blacklist, you'll see them with like the uh, State Department and other things like that. So there have been airlines like Aeroflot, for instance, which has had, I think, more crashes than anybody. But it, it's just a really interesting analysis of how it works. And, and what they found was that fatalities by airline are really, really unpredictable. So you'll have like they have like Kenya Airlines had almost fifteen hundred deaths, and I'm 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 not laughing. I'm actually like gasping. Fifteen hundred deaths between two thousand and two thousand fourteen, and then something like Avianca had a uh, thousand between nineteen eighty five and nineteen ninety nine. Basically, what, if you look at the chart, it's showing that the fatalities are really unpredictable, but the incidents are very are are, are predictable. So you can see there is a predictability to the airlines that will have an incident, but not necessarily fatalities. Okay. So, and I have been on a plane on a commercial airline that has crash landed, and did you know no one was hurt that I know of. So that does happen. Wow. And it's still a very very safe way to to travel. So yeah, the the short answer is no. You should not avoid airlines that have had crashes in the past. Well, that's anyway. Good <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was a uh, I, there's an app, and I, I'm curious. I know that you used to use an app that you really liked, um, but there's an app that came out this week or last week called On My Way. It's a very very simple app. You open it up on your phone, you say where you're going to be going, and then it gives you a link that you can send to anybody you want, and they can track your progress in real time. So it's great if you're going to meet a family member, or you're going to meet a client, maybe, or whoever it is, and they can see where you are, which is nice because if you're stuck in traffic or you, you're you're making better time, you don't have to be texting and driving or calling and driving or updating anybody. Uh, I just, think it's the best thing that that kind of thing is just it's fantastic. Well, and what really was the is. one that you used to use? Well, I mean, I use uh, I use Twist, and uh, my wife and I really like that. But uh, the problem is that it's not working for my home address, so uh, so I need to do something about that. But um, but I'll try on my way. But the thing I like about Twist is that it sends 
the people you're personally going to meet, a text message, an email, both. It's free. Um, it saves everything that you've done before. Uh, I love it, but I, I'm going to try on my way. Well, and, and I, I've used Twist with you in the past. And what I liked about Twist, because I used to use Twist when I was living in the city. And if you were in the subway, for instance, and the subway got delayed. Oh, yeah. It would it, twist would basically the server. I don't know how they did this actually. But I guess the server would check on you and it would send an update to the person that you were running behind automatically, even if you didn't have signal. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think that's what happened. I know that there were people that got alerts when I like you know I was in the subway and it got stopped up for some reason and I couldn't call anybody because I had no signal. But I got there and they're like, oh yeah, I got your text saying you're going to be late. Wow. So. Wow. It's pretty cool, but it's yeah. a, it's a cool technology. It's a cool idea, and and it's it's very specific, you know. So it's not just like sending your tech your uh, location to everybody all the time. It's it's yeah. it's very contextual. Yeah. So uh, just two other things is one is EverContact, and this used to be called Write That Name, and it's really it's a very simple service that works with Outlook and Gmail, and basically it will automatically update your contact information based on people's email signatures, which is which is pretty cool. So the, if you if someone writes to you and you respond to them, I think that's how it works. Then it, it assumes that they're a contact, and if that person has their name and their email and a new phone number in their signature, it will actually update your contacts with that information. And I got an email from the founder the other day saying that I had just updated my 1600th contact with EverContact. So that was pretty cool. And so we have a link to that in the show notes. And then the very last thing I want to talk about, I put a, uh, a, a Instagram photo of this the other day. But I discovered, or I guess I rediscovered, a form of shorthand writing that was, that's like 70 or 80 years old called the Greg system with two Gs at the end, Greg. And it's... It looks like a bunch of squiggles, but basically, effectively, you could write 225 words per minute by pen. Wow. Which is ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy. And it's, it's, a, it's not a very complicated system. And then, of, of course, you'd have to go back and sort of translate that or transcribe it. But basically, if you need to take very fast notes, it's a legitimate way to do it. So I would check that out, actually, if you're interested, the Greg method. Yeah, I'm looking at your Instagram pic here. Um... Pretty weird, right? Yeah, yeah. This looks like a an old, uh, an old uh, sort of text from many millennium ago. <laughs> millennium from many <laughs> your. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's all we have for this week. Uh, do you have any else, Felix? That you want to share with people? Um, no, no. I think we're all good. Okay. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and we will be back with you at the next episode. Okay, bye. Now I'm speaking with Ian Clark, who is the founder of Activation Products. So, uh, Ian, thank you for talking to me. Hey, Ari. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. Sure. So, uh, Activation Products makes a ton of really, really interesting products. And I've known about them for a little while, but Ian and I actually got a chance to meet in person a couple weeks ago at a conference in Toronto. And on my way out the door, he kind of force-fed me eight tablespoons of various oils. And <laughs> it, it made for a very, uh, actually, energized and great flight home. So, uh, But we're going to get to that. But first... Let's talk about your, your, your big main product, which is the marine phytoplankton. Yeah, that's been the mainstay for we're in our eighth year right now. And so uh, let's, let's tell people, you know, what is marine phytoplankton and, and why is it such a great thing? 
Yeah, well, marine phytoplankton is, is, has been more or less unknown as a nutritional for most of its life, which has been forever. Uh, the discoveries for phytoplankton came starting back in the 60s and carried on right through until the early 2000s before they realized that there was a potential to begin producing it and harvesting it because marine phytoplankton is a microscopic microalgae in the ocean. There's 40-some thousand different strains, and it each one of those strains has its own function. And the function primarily is as a foundational food for all life in the ocean, whether it's a coral reef all the way up to the largest mammal, uh, the great blue whale. But the great blue whale doesn't eat phytoplankton, but it eats like three layers up. It'll eat the krill. And so there's all these layers of, of foundational nutrition in the ocean. If you were to take marine phytoplankton out, within a short period of time, everything in the ocean would not be able to survive. Uh, so it contains all of the, the nutritional spectrums that support all that life. Well, a lot of life in the ocean is not similar to our human bodies, and some of it is. So what they, when they started doing the different analysis of strains for various uses from biofuel to aquaculture, there became uh, a very apparent couple of strains that were perfect for human nutrition. So the issue was you can't harvest a microscopic algae out of the ocean. Uh, the ocean has contaminants and pollutants and various things that cause troubles as well, but that wasn't the issue. The issue was you simply could not harvest it. So technological advances allowed them to figure out the exact environment that is created naturally on land in order for phytoplankton to grow. Because the, when they identified the exact strains that were most beneficial for human health, they needed to figure out how to grow it on mass and not have any other strain in there with it. And that, of course, is a major technological challenge. So because it has to have original ocean water, sunlight, CO2, and the nutrients it finds from the minerals in the ocean water, they had to... Well, what happened is a young couple uh, down in, in southern Spain who graduated at the University of Cadiz under Dr. Lubian, the actual guy that discovered these strains, they had a vision of creating this ocean on land. And it's not like a big pool or anything like that. Most microalgae is grown in you know ponds or, or lakes like Klamath uh, Lake and places like that. So this is a very specific uh, one because they bring two and a half kilometers worth of uh, sand is used to filter the ocean water that's coming in from the south of Spain. It goes through UV, ozone. They even autoclave it before they inoculate it with the strain of marine phytoplankton they want to grow. So there's this very meticulous process to ensure no, envi no environmental contaminants, no other strains, no bacterias, just pure strain of, of the phytoplankton. Uh, the, the base one is nanochloropsis. We have two different strains that we that we now produce. This is the first time in history that we actually have two strains coming out in a brand new product called Oceans Live 2.0. But before we get into that, the whole entire growth process takes around 90 days. And every single step of the way has to be monitored so they're ensuring a natural environment. Because if you don't give it its original natural environment that it wants to grow in using sunlight, CO2, and ocean water, it will fail. And any failure on a growth cycle could cost up to a million dollars. So they are very careful. Uh, everything is computer monitored from 
pH, temperature, flow rate, how much CO2 is, is injected into the bioreactor, how much oxygen is off-gassed from it, and how much sunlight is allowed to have. So that they have this amazing, perfect equilibrium situation that they had to create using technology with an original heirloom strain found in the ocean. Now, why? Okay, so, and I've used the product, and I actually, I mean, I, I think it's great, and it, it actually gives sort of a noticeable energy boost sometimes, but I, I still, I, I want to understand really well, why is it such a good nutrient source? Because it is microscopic, and you would think, or, you know, a novice might think that it, it's, it's part of the food chain, you know, so something eats it, something eats that, something eats that, but that doesn't necessarily in your mind translate to that being the ultimate nutrient, you know, so why is it such a great nutrient? Yeah, well, actually, it's a very good point because in most cases, you need you need some kind of a conduit in order to uh, enjoy the, the full benefits of different things in the food chain. For example, you know, we can juice grass, but, you know, cows go eat grass all day and then they produce this amazing thing called milk or goats do that or whatever. There's different conduits. But this particular one, the reason that this has now won the award of being the number one nutrient on the planet and also the most beneficial for human health is because it requires no conduit. And it's never eaten anything, and it's never been eaten, as far as another living thing. So it's in the plant kingdom, but it has this ability to replicate. Whereas all other plants, you got to plant a seed, it grows the, the plant, it comes to harvest, and it produces more seeds. This thing replicates itself. The key with this one is because the nutrients are inside of a microscopic cell. The nano, for example, is five times smaller than a red blood cell. It has more than 100 nutritional molecules now discovered inside the cell from university research in Athens. And each one of those molecules is in the nano realm. So all of a sudden, it goes from having to be reprocessed in the body to not having to be reprocessed. When, when those nutrients are released in your system, they're available at a cellular level to be able to be instantly utilized. Whereas all other types of nutrition up the food chain require a certain amount of burning factor to be able to get the energy out, causing an inflammatory response that the body has to deal with, you know, producing waste product and et cetera. This is like the super cleanest fuel you could ever put in your system. It's never been consumed by anything before. You're the first one. And because of the nutritional spectrum, it, you know, if we couldn't go inside the cell and look at it, we go, you know, there's lots of allergies. There's spirulina, there's chlorella. Those are all fine. You know, provided they're grown in a in a, an environment that is not going to be contaminated, you know, blue green allergies and so on. But this is in a whole different universe. So when when you look inside these cells, it's got all the essential amino acids. The essential fatty acids, primarily the fuel one, which is EPA, and it's the original source of it. So it's a thousand times more beneficial to the human health on a on a per volume basis because of its absorbability utilizability, bioavailability, and so on. And then you have all of the pigments of the rainbow uh, from you know, all the carotenoids and the chlorophylls and all the, all the pigments. Then you have the plant minerals, the full spectrum of plant minerals, because it's converting the sea minerals in the ocean water over into plant-based and, and available to your system at a far deeper level. Sea minerals are already bioavailable and have been metabolized by marine phytoplankton for millions of years. But the, the original nano-sized, that's what you want. So 
Every time a nutrient is consumed, it loses about 90% of its value in the ocean to the thing that ate it. It consumes it, that thing that ate it consumes 90% of its value. It accumulates, but just take a look at the difference between the essential fatty acid and marine phytoplankton as a phospholipid in the nano size, all the way up to a triglyceride in fish oil, which is macro-sized. The difference is that you're going to get 100% availability from the phytoplankton and a very limited availability from the fish oil, even though the fish oil is still good. You've also got the opportunity for contamination. So when it comes to ocean nutrition, this is the epitomization of it, and it's super pure. So if it didn't have that those full-spectrum known uh, molecular pieces of, of nutrition in there, you know, in the nano size, yeah, no, it wouldn't have much of a status. But the when, when they started discovering this stuff, and being able to analyze something for the first time in known history, because it's produced in this bioreactor, and then they can go to a lab and look deep inside the cell. That's where it got really exciting. And, and it got so much excitement that one of the largest food producer companies in the world, out of Spain, Ebro Foods, has a pilot project going on where they want to produce billions of dollars worth of it to get to the world within the next eight years. So now, what what kind of not not nutritional deficiency necessarily, but you know, it, this isn't like taking vitamin C when you're sick or 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 a vitamin D kind of you know supplementation. Like, obviously, anybody can benefit from this. But what sort of basis is that going to provide? Is marine phytoplankton going to provide as um, you know to fill in the gaps basically for someone or to take them to the next level? Yeah, well, we don't tout it as a vitamin replacement. Right. We, we basically put it out there as, because, you know, we know that vitamin D, people are deficient. Vitamin C is a wonderful thing. There's different qualities, of course, of those products out there in the market. You want to make sure you get the highest quality. Yeah. But when you talk about nutritional gaps and you're going into the foundational levels, we couldn't even begin to figure out how to put all these pieces together because it's the complete entire orchestra playing the entire symphony to your body when you take it. Whereas when you're going to an individual vitamin or, or nutrient, mineral, whatever, you're pulling parts of the orchestra to play it to your body. And that has its effect. So the way we look at it, like this is the, the best insurance policy that you can put into your system because you know that every cell in that, every cell of marine phytoplankton has a molecule for a bodily function. And because it's so effective, being a, being a foundational food, you just need a small amount. So you're basically flooding your body with trillions of cells of this phytoplankton, which is there's 10 trillion in a single bottle. And every one of your cells in your body knows what to do with that. Your brain can direct you know, the traffic. And the brain is jealous for itself, so it, it feeds itself first. Most people notice a cognitive increase and a mental energy increase out of the gate. And then over time, their body begins to get a, a residual buildup of energy, you know, building like a big, solid body of a nice, clean candle with good, good clean fuel, you know, that'll burn for a long time. So the, the main, you know, premise of this is reverse the aging back to where you should be if you've rapidly aged. There are enzymes within the phytoplankton that have now been discovered that are very beneficial for removing oxidative stress at the most efficient rate possible than any other antioxidant. And there's superoxide dismutase, which, which we're going to have some discussions on in the very near future, that are contained on mass in the Ocean's Life 2.0. But the, the importance of all of those things together 
playing the full symphony. It's what your body loves. And our innate intelligence knows exactly what to do with that. So that's what's, what makes this stand apart and be unique in, in and of itself. Cool. Um, and now, I, I mean, I, I again, I love it. It's it's It comes in a bottle with a, a dropper, and you can put it into water. It just basically kind of tastes like seaweed. If you like sushi or you don't mind a little bit of sort of that sea taste, like it's really not going to affect anybody. And you really do notice it. So uh, it's a really interesting product. It's 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 very uh, sort of in a different realm of the things that people often recommend, you know, whether, as we said, the vitamins or probiotics or things like that. This is a this is a very unique kind of way to nourish your body and your mind. And, and I, I recommend people just try it. But I want to what I want to do now is I want to talk about some of your other products, which is the oils, because this was a more recent thing for me to discover that you do. And I was honestly, I was kind of blown away. So let's talk about some of the oils that you're producing, how you're doing it and, and you know what, what they can do. Yeah. The oils are, are a very recent development. We didn't start getting into it until December of 2012. Uh, the development of it was going on for seven years prior to that. And I was super fortunate to run into uh, one particular uh, German individual who's just pure genius. Uh, his name is Andreas Wecker. And he's not only a genius, he's an amazing, uh, gentle soul who just wanted to just do something, well, first of all, for himself, because he was dying of, of Crohn's. But more so for once he was well, he just wanted to get everything out to the world. And when I met Andreas, uh, I met him in 2009 for the first time. And he was living in a motorhome with his wife and daughter in Ventura, California, and had no money. But he had this little press, and he was pressing seed oils. And he was very happy. He was skinny. He was blonde-haired, blue-eyed. And he was you know, fairly private. He didn't uh, talk a lot about himself. It turned out that he was at one time a B-level celebrity internationally. Uh, he had won five Olympic medals, took the men's gold in 96, and the horizontal bar had the highest score in the Olympics that year. So he really was truly a, a unique individual, You know, one of 26 men in 100 years to do that at that time. And really pioneered all of the major advanced gymnastic endeavors that you're seeing today. You know, the, the guys that are winning the golds are, were, the, were in the gym with him back in the day when they were little kids. So he didn't, he didn't promote that. He was actually almost a little bit embarrassed about that. He wanted people to not think of him as that, you know, in that, in that light. But he was pressing these seed oils. And he, and he had an, a, a normal press. It was a... It was, it was a kind of a unique little one, but it was a, a cold expeller press. And he told me, you know, the, you need to take these oils fresh right away. And that there was an idea coming that he was going to tell me about later. And I, so I, I connected with him. I saw him over the next little while. I never understood the seed oils. I, I really didn't get it. Uh, I tried them. They seemed fine. I didn't notice much from them at the time. I never really took them to any, any degree. But I reconnected with Andreas through a random email where I saw his name come up and went, Andreas. And it was like November of 2012. So I phoned him on the cell number I had and, and he answered it. I said, oh man, I'm ever glad I, I caught up with you again. It's been a long time. It'd been about, I think a little over a year since I'd even heard his name. And he goes, oh, you got to come and see me in California. Something big has happened. <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay, cool. So two weeks down, uh, down, two weeks later, I happened to be there. I drove up to Big Bear where he was. And this guy walks out of the house to greet me. 
fully athletic looking, totally different, looking just amazing and big smile on his face. His eyes, the whites of his eyes, I've never seen anybody with whites like that. And so I was shocked, really, and went into his house and he took his jacket off and he had, you know, real muscular arms and stuff. Not a, not a bodybuilder or anything like that, but he used to be like little Hercules when he was, he had an eight pack, not a six pack, right? And when I knew him before, he was very skinny because he had had Crohn's. And, you know, anybody that has any digestive disorders, they're often not absorbing things. Well, Crohn's is like nasty, which I, I, I know you're aware of, uh, Ari. And, yeah. you know, it's anyway, he had, he had gotten rid of all that. <laughs> so he started telling me the story of this vision that he had in April of 2009 at 2 o'clock in the morning when he woke up and he saw this equipment. It was like a major inventor's vision. And he totally attributes that to God showing him this and that God saved his life with seed oils because he sent somebody in Germany to tell him to start taking flax oil back when he he was slated for for all the operations. And I'm not going to get into a story, but, you know, it was very, very close to that. He had had infusions. And so they, while he was waiting to get stronger to do the operations to remove part of his colon, somebody came and said, no, just start taking flax oil. But you can't buy it from the store. You got to take it from the press and you got to eat it right from the press, and you'll start getting enough nutrition. It's not going to cure your Crohn's, but it's going to help you, and it'll help you stop the bleeding, and you'll get stronger. So he did that. He had a friend, first of all, that had a press, and then where he got fresh oil. Then he got his own press. He brought some money and got it, and that's what he came to the U.S. with, his little press in 2007 when he moved to California. So I meet him in 09 with that press. The vision happens. They, he got together with a, a, a really talented mechanical engineer in Germany, and between the two of them communicated from California to Germany over the next year, they put together this equipment and then they refined it between uh, the beginning of 2010 until the middle of 2012, where he perfected the way to press coriander seed oil. Now that's a major breakthrough because no press technologies anywhere, no matter what it is, has never been able to press coriander seed oil. Uh, coriander, as people know, is the most popular spice in India and it grinds up into a spice. It looks like there's nothing at all in it other than a bit of flavor. But there's oil in those seeds. And when he pressed the oil out in August of 2012, he spent about 32 days consuming, you know, a good amount of the coriander seed oil. And all since then, all of his Crohn's symptoms are entirely gone. have never come back. He can eat whatever food he wants, and his body completely rebuilt itself without doing any exercise program. And, and that, which is unusual because you would think normally you'd have to be pretty active to rebuild yourself like that. But he said because of muscle memory and his original state of his body being in such top condition as an athlete, it went about halfway back. And he was, you know, active, you know, pressing seeds and lifting bags and all that kind of stuff, but nothing exercise wise. Now, so, what, what turned him on to coriander seed oil and why was that so hard to press? Well, okay, somebody told him that the coriander, when they did a, a CO2 extract, which is not palatable to the human system, and they miss certain constituents, was tested for uh, heavy metal removal, uh, for uh, getting rid of yeast overgrowth, candida problems, that type of thing. So he, when he was laying in, in bed in Germany in the hospital, this is way before all this, right? He, he, a word kept popping into his mind, which was candida. But that's not in the German language. And he never heard. He goes, what's candida? Candida. And so, and he never spoke English at that time. Now he speaks English very well. He got online and he found out what it was and it, and it caused digestive issues. 
So what he believed was is that the heavy metals that, that he had had a problem with in his because he smoked for years, if you can imagine, he smoked cigarettes the whole time he was an athlete, uh, which is <laughs> paradox, right? But um, so of course the heavy metals from that, and then just the general heavy metal poisoning, and he'd always had digestive issues that then blew out the Crohn's. That was related to those two things, you know, candida blowout, heavy metals recirculating, and then it blew out into this this condition. So. He believed that, and, and nobody had tested this before as far as, you know, with this oil because nobody had ever, had ever pressed it this way raw. He thought, if I, if I can get that in my system, let's see what happens. You know, who knows? And unknown to him, it was going to happen that fast, but 32 days and no more symptoms to this day. So he believes that's because it pulled the heavy metals out and killed the candida yeast overgrowth. And the guy absolutely glows now. He's just like the picture of health in every way. And he has taken more flaxseed oil. You know, flaxseed oil got a bad rap because they compared it to soy with all these estrogens and stuff. That is complete marketing hype, trying to displace flaxseed oil sales with some other one. Problem with flaxseed oil is it goes rancid when you don't press it right. It goes through a regular expeller press. It breaks the molecule, oxidizes, and goes rancid. You don't want to put that in your body. So he right. was taking fresh flaxseed. Well, this new technology that he has compressed flaxseed oil, chia seed oil, all these uh, uh, you know, normal, immediately going rancid oils, they don't go rancid at all. So just coming off the press, you're going to get a peroxide number between 50 and 100 with most uh, technologies out there. This one, zero. It doesn't break the molecule. It doesn't open it up to air. It's packed in mirror on glass. It's all these, all these very carefully thought out things on how to make sure that the end user gets the full value of the oils. It also doesn't swell up the molecule from breaking it. Oxidation is far more bioavailable. So he applied this to all the seed oils. Now, Andreas has consumed more flax oil on this planet, I think, than anybody has ever dreamed of. And he has never had a single issue with anything estrogenic. So he said, come on, that all that's just bogus marketing stuff. And people have never had access to the properly pressed stuff to start with. And here we are. We've got all of this technology now applied to every single seed oil. So the coriander was such a breakthrough, Ari, because the world needs this so very, very much. I think every single person has a certain level of digestive issue. Even if they have so-called good digestion, they're going to have completely awesome digestion after a month or so of using coriander seed oil. So that's, the, that, that's right now where I want to see that one get out first and foremost because it proved itself in that his body began to rebuild itself after he got the, the issue sorted out. That only the coriander did, because he was taking all these other oils up to that point, which he was getting a certain amount of benefit from, but then he got the full benefit. And he said the flax oil and the chia seed oil kicked into a much higher gear at that point once he got his digestive issues sorted out. And it, what boggles my mind is that this invention sets... Our company that I've joined up with, Andreas, since December 2012 is the only company out of 7 billion people that have this coriander seed oil. And to, that, that's just, to me, mind-boggling. Yeah, and, and I, I want to point out here to people, too, that it, it tastes good, first of all. And this goes along with the whole idea of 
of good fats not the, and, and oils and things. You can put these on foods. They're very therapeutic. It just They just are. And the specific compounds, you know, the Ian's company produces uh, black cumin oil and pumpkin seed oil and the flax and the coriander and black sesame and white sesame and even amaranth. And these oils taste really good and they have such super-powered health benefits. And as I said, as I was walking out of the door of this conference, Ian basically poured about eight tablespoons of oil into my <laughs> mouth. And I'm telling you, I was buzzing the rest of the day. I was actually planning what I was going to eat before I got on the plane and everything, and I ended up just not eating anything because I felt really, really good. And I also, almost without fail, get sick every time I travel. Um, I get a cold or something. Just, you know, it's the way it is with traveling, no matter what I try to do. But uh, I've, I not only did I not get sick, I hadn't slept very much. It was all, it was like the perfect storm for me to not feel good. And I got off the plane at 11 o'clock at night, got very little sleep, and I was just feeling great. And the next day I felt really, really good. And so these, uh, these oils are, are, are really, really special. So it's something that I highly recommend people try out. Um, and I also like to point out that the, um, if you believe in, not if you believe in, but if you follow anything having to do with Ayurveda, for instance, the, the word for oil is the same word for love. And it's basically like you're, you're, you're giving your body love <laughs> by giving it oil. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're pretty much out of time here, Ian. I want to ask something I ask everybody at the end of these uh, podcast interviews, and that's what are your and, – and, and you know, you're running a really interesting, successful company. You've, you've had a, a career of doing all sorts of things. What are the top three things that you think sort of make you more effective that you recommend for people? You mean for health or for business? Anything. Anything that you want that, that you think makes you more effective. Mm, well, getting very deep in proper sleep uh, based on the circadian rhythm of the earth is has got to be number one. Uh, in, and in the past, my experience has been uh, exercises. When, I, when I'm into a, a good steady exercise regimen, which in the last little while has not been the case because of the, my business taking over my time too much. <laughs> I would say exercise is right behind that, like really like high movement intensity training type. And then having the broad spectrum foundational nutrients going into your system every single day. And there is nothing more foundational than the original seed out of the ocean and the seed oils that are produced coming off of the land-based plants that are very specific to remethylating your body, to removing inflammation to giving you the materials that your brain knows exactly what to do with to rebuild yourself. And aside from that, you know, that those are the top three, but then of course eating clean, good water and so on. Right. Well, those are, I think those are good. And I think that you've given so many options now for people to uh, sort of supercharge that ability. So Ian, thank you so much. We're going to have links to everything in the show notes, but where, what's the best place for people to find out more about, about these products? Yeah. The main website is activationproducts.com. And we have certain select uh, educational pages that are within the site that people can subscribe to and get special access to that we don't just publish to anybody. And that is the one, activationproducts.com. Great. Well, Ian, thank you so much. This has been incredibly informative, and uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you again. Yeah, thank you, Arcadis. Our, our pleasure on this end, too. <laughs>